Hi, welcome back to a new episode of Pit Talk. In this episode, we're going to ta- talk about testing in Bahrain. I'm Bo. I'm Ayla. I'm Zainab. Unfortunately, Pia cannot be with us today, but she will be here to join us next time. So just a little disclaimer, obviously with testing you can, cannot read too much into these times because we don't know what strategies and what and how much fuel is in, in each car. So majority of this is going to be pure guessing. Well, I'd just like to start with, I know that everyone's been saying it about the new Haas domination that we're going to have this season, but... I actually think we're going to go through with it because Kevin Magnussen was the fastest on day two and that's 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 how dominations, you know, build. <laughs> so, Can yeah, yes, yes, you said it from the very start, that's domination. None of you believed me, but here we are. I believed you. <laughs> I believed you. I said it too. I think Haas would be a midfield car. I think it was only Pia who didn't believe us. I think too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, so you know for future, you don't have to put your hand up. Yeah. No, I think it shows that they did put their money in this car. I mean, they kind of had to, but I have high hopes for Haas. I'm just worried that they weren't, that since now they don't have Eurocali as a sponsor, where will they get that money from? Well, the only thing I'm more worried about is, you know, they start to co- they started testing good sometimes, but over the actual season, they lack the money to improve the car like other teams. I'm scared that will happen this year too. I need words. What do, we, what do we think of Red Bull then? Still, I'm still, the, the delivery is still tense for me, even how much you, um, anyway, oof, I think a lot of people have also been asking um, me personally about who I think will win the Bahrain Grand Prix. And, and I think it's going to be George. A lot of people don't believe me on that, but I just think that he'll really get into this Mercedes car because he's already done it before. He's already got used to it. Plus, he's already driven in Bahrain in a Mercedes from his test when Lewis got COVID. So I really think that he'll be good on this track and he'll get his first win there. I heavily doubt that. But um, we move. So... Bo, what are your opinions on um, Mercedes's no side pod car? You mean when Lewis said um, he thinks the car isn't competing for a championship? No, no, no. I'm, ta- I'm talking about how there are no side pods on it. Oh, I was confused. <laughs> I didn't watch that testing, so when I saw pictures, I was like, something's something's missing and of course with rumors coming out of christian filing against it and then 
that not being done. Of course, there are always rumors in the air. I don't know. As as long as it's in the FYA regulations, I mean, it's allowed. So we're going to see what, what changes it will give us on track. Just to input something as well. I also think that Christian Horner should really... No offence to Christian, and this might sound a bit unprofessional, but he should just stop complaining about everything. No, I like people complaining. <laughs> no, I, I think it's funny and everything, which I probably shouldn't, but I do think it's funny. I just think it just messes up everything. And then he gets in, well, obviously Michael's head, but now it's not Michael, I don't think. But yeah, it gets in the FIA's head, and then they change, and then they make stupid decisions because of him. And I just wish he would just not be a baby for once. Can I cut in on that? Honestly. If if uh, if Michael Massey was changing his mind because of Christian, that is more on Michael Massey than on Christian. Well, yes, but he came to him in the first place. He just made his mind do stuff. They are allowed to talk about it, and they are allowed to share their opinions. I think if if you're in that for your team, you know, you want to take blames, you want to go for the fight. Every team principal should do it. Toto does it. Christian does it. If you want to really fight for a team, they all do it. Chris, I- yeah, I have to. I have to agree with Bo there. Like, if you're in a sport where there are literally millions of pounds at stake, you have to do everything it takes. That sounds. That sounds so well boxed of me. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? Like, there is so much money at stake. You can't, like, let everything slide. Like, if it were me, I'd complain about every little thing. Like, every minuscule thing. Yeah. You know you want to win? You got to bring it. And if you see something you think could give you an advantage over your component, do it. You'll see if it works or not. The FYA makes a decision at the end if it's in or out of regulations. But you can always try it. I feel like same goes for, like, um, what's his name? Helmet Marco. Because I feel like, I don't know, everyone feels like, thinks he's so ruthless. But honestly, it's it's, it's a sport. It's going to be ruthless. I'm a Pierre Gasly fan. So I'm not biased in any way. I think what they did to him wasn't very nice emotionally. But it was needed. And look how much he's improved since. You know, when you're in exactly what you said, when you're in a sport where money is so important and also delivering in a top yeah. team, you have to deliver or or they can find a new person for you in five minutes because everybody wants that chance. If you can't deliver at the right moment, you, you're going to have your moment taken away. It's just how how high sports go. It's not just, like unexpected. You know that the minute that you sign the contract is that you're like yeah. in it to win it. Just adding on to um, Helmut Marko and stuff. It's not really related. I just thought I'd put it. I was watching um, the new Drive to Survive with some friends that don't watch Formula One, and they're like, "Who's that guy with um, the team principal?" And I was like, "Oh, he's just this sassy old guy that follows Max around." Because that's basically what he is. 
Yeah, they too they put so much money on Max the moment he came from Turtle Stone. But it's it not a secret. It's it not. Worked. It also, it's not really a secret anyway. You know, they put so much favor into him because he was aggressive. He took that theirs. He wanted to deliver, and he wasn't happy if he underdelivered himself. So, and you see it now. He has his first world championship. Back to testing. Yes. <laughs> what do we? Th- it looks like McLaren aren't actually that strong. Ayla, what do you think? Um, it's difficult, really, because I'm obviously, as you've heard a lot, McLaren and Ferrari fan, but I feel like that um, Ferrari will definitely be a lot more strong as what you just said, McLaren testing and getting um, a lot no, a lot slower than um, what they were expecting to be. But as you also said at the beginning, it's just testing. We, we aren't really sure what's going to happen at the first race, which is in four days. Very excited about that. But anyway, um, I guess we'll see, really. I know timing doesn't really mean much because you don't know where the focus is for the teams every day. But Ferrari did make a time in the top three every testing day. Like, even if you're not scoring for times or thinking about it, it's still it's still impressive to see. I think Klaus is being a very good smooth operator in these testing sessions. I didn't want to sing it, but I thought it. Of Lando singing along in a restaurant to smooth operator. <laughs> so funny. It was on Carlos' story, I think, on Carlos' Instagram story. So funny. Oh, that's just great. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think, going back to McLaren, I think McLaren are going to slip back into the midfield. I don't think they're going to be up third, fourth. I think they're going to be more like fifth, sixth. I think they got great last season. They did great. I do think if, and yes, of course, these timings doesn't really mean much. But still, I do fear that they will drop back a couple of places indeed. Also, Williams, they're the brake fire. They lost a whole, pretty much a whole day of testing. Oh my gosh, I didn't watch that testing, but I saw it on. I saw some pictures on Instagram, and I, I just knew that that would be bad for Williams. Like, I know they'd have to put if that since it's set on their brakes set on fire. I want to say, yeah, yeah, brake fire. I, They'd have to do, um, obviously, some work on Albon's car to make sure that that doesn't happen on his car and everything. So I just, I hope that we don't see anything like that in actual races. Cause I that, think that was more driver error, but it made them, like, lose out on a whole day, pretty much. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure how a driver can have an error 
that means that something sets on fire. I think that's mainly to do with the car, but I don't really know what I'm on about. But I mean, I watched part of that testing, and I think it was more driver error, just from like the way that it was. This kind of stuff is so bad. The way that he was driving is—he he just he wasn't keeping keeping his tires very warm, and he was braking very mm. early, which makes me think that it probably was slightly more his fault. But anyway, we we don't know. Also, going back to Haas, I now have the time, like, all the times in front of me here. They they also scored in testing two and three in the top three. Yeah. I mean, for a team that ended 10 last year, like, they had 19 and 20 for the drivers. It's so fun to see them, like, suddenly second in testing, first in testing. And then again, we don't know how much the other teams are sandbagging. Maybe they're the only ones telling the truth. And everyone else is just sandbagging re- like so much. You don't know what to believe anymore. Like Lewis telling that he thinks the car is not compatible for a championship. He I find it so hard to believe because... Every eight times has that car won the Constructors. You can't tell me that suddenly the car is not competing. I saw a thread actually of um every I saw a thread of each testing, like since I think maybe it was like twenty seventeen, he said pretty much that exact same thing. And I was like, Oh wow. I mean I get it, you're trying to create a con- confusion for other teams, but if you say it every year now it. it's also I don't know, it's such a tactic thing of, of teams. I think everybody really does it. Some do it more vocally, some don't. I mean, I always have... I always think it's funny when Lewis also complains about his tires and suddenly see, like, fastest lap, Lewis Hamilton. Mind game. They are important for the sport. Just going back to um, Haas, I think we need to talk about Kevin Magnussen's return to Formula One. I mean, I I really didn't expect it. I thought that Fittipaldi would take his seat. But I also had a little bit of hope that Nico Hülkenberg would get it because I do really like him. But never I would have imagined Kevin Magnussen. I think he was the last one I would think about. Because there were some rumors about other drivers, indeed, Nico Hülkenberg was named once, Peter Fittipaldi was named, and suddenly I saw the announcement, Kevin Magnussen, I was like, that was an option? Yeah, I think it was a surprise even for him. I think it was the best choice, though. Someone that has worked with Haas before, has experience on track. He was there when Haas still delivered. He was also there when I didn't, but... I think it's actually a good choice, and I'm really... I think it's really excited to see what he can bring to a team he's already familiar with. I agree. Like, um, we saw in 2021, they got two new rookies. And as you can tell... Um, that didn't work out too well. They got 
no points and didn't really do well at all throughout the season. But now they were going to think about like Fittipaldi and Nico Hülkenberg and stuff. Like, I don't think, I think, I think they thought about rookies coming in again and they didn't really want that to happen again. Like getting new drivers to adapt to a totally new car. Like obviously um, Fittipaldi did the testing, but not actually in a proper race, in a proper Grand Prix. So I think they really did make a good decision. Zena, what are your opinions on that? Um, honestly, I think kind of the same as you, for one. Um, <laughs> but I think I, 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 I was quiet there because I was thinking about something. I was thinking about Ferrari, and I feel like, I, you know I'm a Ferrari fan. So when I'm saying this, I'm not biased. But um, I feel like, I don't want to say it, but I feel like Ferrari might not be as strong as they think they are. Because, I mean, think about it, for the past, oh, I don't, don't quote me on this, but maybe, like, since 2018, they were fastest in testing, or one of the fastest in testing. And then, by the time of the first race, they're nowhere near the top. Mm-hmm. So, that's got me worrying now, for Sunday. I think the first five races will be so exciting to see. Like, what what can we truly believe of everything we've heard over the over the break? Like, what was not what was real or not? Like, do we see Ferrari somewhere in the top three? Is Mercedes still competing? Did Red Bull do it do a good move by giving everything they have in twenty twenty one and hoping twenty twenty two will be good? It's always the first five races that determine everything. Everything. <laughs> because if you if you like Ferrari, they were bad last season, like in the beginning, and then suddenly they turned it around in the second part. Um, yeah. But you can only aim for third then. You can't aim higher. Yeah. They're already they're almost already taken. Because those teams delivered the entire year. Yeah, consistency really is key. I feel like not not even I think well it's Bahrain than Saudi Arabia, isn't it? I feel like by the time we Saudi Arabia's done and dusted, I feel like we're gonna know who the contenders are. Because I I feel like there's gonna be such big gaps. Exactly like, what looking at the times from testing, I think there are gonna be gaps. Like, normally, the other years, when there's the first race, a lot of people thought, oh yeah, Lewis is going to stay on top, Mercedes will win the constructors. But this year, I feel like it could be anyone. Well, like, not obviously anyone, but you know what I mean. Like, it's not, we don't know at all what's going to happen, because there are so many new young drivers that are going to come up this year, like, George and Carlos and Lando. Hopefully Danny Rick can get a world championship, but I think the option, it's very slim that that's going to happen. But disagree half on half. Um, I do hope they get more teams in there. 
but it's also a play for money. Like the teams that get the most money can invest it more in the car. It's also like with football. Like if you have more from winning, you can buy players that are worth more. And you also have that with the car. So there are teams like Mercedes winning constructors for so many times. Red Bull now winning the championship. They have more money in that. Ferrari being third is also good. So like the teams with more money, you always see them at the top because they can invest it in the car and you see it. Especially over a whole season. But I do hope to see more. I don't think we've talked about Alfa Romeo or Alfa Tauri or Aston Martin or, or we've talked about any of the A's. First of all, Alfa Romeo, I feel like they were really underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not really impressed by Alfa Romeo. I feel like I, I, I didn't. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, you go. <laughs> I, I didn't have high hopes for Alfa Romeo, to be honest, at the first place. I think when we, when we gave her predicts, I think I had them really low in predictions because I don't, I don't know. It's just a feeling. I could be totally wrong. But up until now, I didn't really see much. I think that um, Alfa Romeo will kind of replace Haas. And they like Haas up a lot um, higher, like in the top of the lower field. I don't know. But yeah, I feel like Alfa Romeo could really have dropped down this season like they've got two new drivers as everything but I don't think that they'll get into the midfield anytime soon On to Alpha Tauri I feel like obviously Pierre topped the first day of testing didn't he so I feel yeah. like just like looking at the timings I feel like they are going to be towards the top of the midfield maybe Fighting for P5, P4, maybe? I find it so difficult to tell because if you look at their other testings, they weren't that high. They were in the mid. So yeah. it's so hard to say, like, from one good time they said, oh, yeah. they're going to yeah. be high or not. Because it was Pierre who said it on the first day. And Pierre always gives so much. Like, he always tries to be the best on top of his game. We saw it also last year. And it makes you know me think... You the car that good. <laughs> what I'd love to see, but it's never going to happen, is an Alpha Tauri fighting with a Red Bull for the championship. It's obviously never going to happen because they would never allow that. But imagine an Alpha Tauri fighting a Red Bull for the championship and an Alpha Tauri wins it. Like, whoa, would that be like oh, the battle of the bulls? It'd be, it'd be so good. But obviously, it's not going to happen. It did give me flashbacks to Alex Albon in the Red Bull and Pierre Gasly being degraded back again. Like when Pierre Gasly just got back to real racing again and Alex a bit struggling. 
did bring back that feeling. Also, Alex is slightly overhyped. No. <laughs> yes. Like, I feel like he's had a shot at, like, I know Ella's really not going to agree with this, but I feel like he's had a shot in F1. He wasn't that amazing. I don't think he should be in for another shot. You know, um, I do think he can get another shot, but it would never be... I I don't hate him. Let, let me get this straight, because it sounds like I hate him now. <laughs> but he wasn't delivering in a Red Bull, so a top team won't go for it that easily. Not if he doesn't show what he can do in that Williams, but... I don't think he'll get another chance. I politely disagree a lot. Um, I do really, really like Alex Albon. And I do agree with you that I don't think that he'll go back into a world champion um, car. But I can see him in an Alpine or an Aston Martin. Maybe, maybe even, I'm pushing it a little bit. But maybe even a McLaren or a Ferrari. Never. <laughs> Sorry. No. I don't see that happening. I think he was given a shot by a team that really fought in the top three. And you yeah. have to show something you got. And after that, he didn't get back in his seat. Well, Pierre did. So he still was able to grasp attention when he won circuits like Monza. But well, Alex doesn't have that. So he's not going to get a chance in a Williams if Williams not going to improve anything. Well, Alex Albon did have two years at Red Bull. Pierre Gasly only had one. Which makes me seem that he's no offence, Zainab, but he's more competitive than Pierre and can deal better in those circumstances. Zainab's looking at me weird. I know she doesn't like me now. We both no, look I, weird. I really don't think so. I feel like they were just—they didn't want to demote him because <laughs> they no, already demoted Pierre. That they demoted Pierre. Um, I don't know. Pierre has proved himself since. Like, yeah, like literally, not a few races after he was demoted, he was getting a podium in Brazil. You know. I think with Pierre, you could see it was so much pressure on his shoulders. He wasn't able to handle and it back then. And also because, like, Antoine and everything. You know? Well, Ava's not agreeing. What? Okay, I, I, okay. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but ultimately, as I say for everything, we will see for Bahrain. We'll see for the first five races. Maybe Alex will be leading world champion. I know that will not happen, but it might happen. There are these odds. Everyone's even hey, at the moment. I will make a deal with you. If for right for if for the very last episode of Pet Talk for the season of the season. So after the season is decided, if. Alex Albon has more points in the championship than Pierre Gasly. I will, I'll buy you something. F1 a merch. Book, a sweet or something. I will buy you something. I would like a personalised Alex Albon t-shirt. No. I'm looking for how much that costs, but <laughs> yes, I will buy you something. A packet of sweets. How about that? But if, if, if not... Then you got a whole lot of apologising to do. 
I'll buy you a packet of sweets if okay. PM. Deal. Deal. Virtual take on it. Yes. <laughs> Ayla. Go I'm buy gonna, it already. I'm going to lose some money. Yes. <laughs> but hey. Anyway, I think that's all for today. Yeah. I yeah. think we covered the most important things with testing. We didn't talk about Aston Martin. Oh, I'll say it now. Underwhelming again. Okay. Underwhelming. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, done. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Pet Talk. Make sure you give us a follow on all our socials. So on Pet Talk and on Instagram, it's at pettalk.podcast. And by the time you're listening to this, it will be the first race of the season tomorrow. So we hope it goes well. And uh, let us know in the... We'll put a drop box for you down below. Let us know who you think will win Bahrain. <laughs>